Hey there, let me take a quick second to introduce to you one of the businesses that makes this show possible uh, by continuing to support us. Uh, this particular business is called Co uh, Podium and I personally use it. As you know, with sponsors on this podcast, we don't uh, allow sponsors that I don't use. I just have to use them and trust them before uh, we go down that rabbit hole of recommending it to you. But with that being said, I use Podium personally. I have a lot of friends who use Podium. Whenever I told friends of mine who are business owners in the HVAC industry in particular that I don't use Podium, they're like, you're a fool for not using Podium. A little bit about Podium, they've worked with over 55,000 local businesses. Uh, they do range from tire shops to jewelry stores, medical practices. Uh, every Podium customer has one thing in common. They are problem solvers. They solve problems. Uh, these new challenges that we're facing are no exception. They've used Podium suite of messaging tools to continue to deliver everything that they've done in the past with great service. They've stayed in touch through text, connected remotely with websites through text, collected contactless payments through text, and even started video chats through text. <laughs> they've done all of this with the messaging tools, the tools that uh, just work, they work really great six feet away. They also work really great 60 miles away. Uh, they've maintained a personal touch even when we can't be in person. See for yourself how 50,000 businesses have been able to adapt with using Podium. Uh, go to podium.com slash starter to get started for free. That's podium.com slash starter. I use it and it's unbelievable. I will tell you that in the the biggest pain point that I had in the past was getting messages from my Facebook business page and um, getting alerted properly when a message would come through. I want to interact with our clients, but I didn't have a proper way of having that communication. Well, now I have that. I have uh, all of my chat goes to one app and I'm notified instantly, which is amazing. And if, I'm, if I don't reply within five minutes, I get an email, which is awesome too. It's amazing because uh, I've had conversations on Facebook through the Podium app and those conversations come straight to my phone. I'm instantly notified. Uh, and it's Facebook um, through our Service Titan. So Service Titan, even after hours, we're getting notifi notified. And it is amazing. And we're, getting, we're sending out alerts as soon as the service expert heads places. Uh, we can send videos. It's, it's legit a game changer. And that's, that doesn't even mention the fact that it, does, it sends out reviews and collects reviews for us uh, on Facebook and uh, Google. And you can do anything else. You can do all the, all, anywhere else that you have something, you can collect reviews for that place also. So that being said, long-winded, but I believe in it. That's why it's on the podcast. And I think you should check it out. That's podium.com slash starter to get started for free. Back to your show. Hello, everyone out there in podcast world. I hope you're having a great day. You are listening to or possibly watching uh, Service Business Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Church Blissett. Uh, today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about cash flow. And I'm super honored and, and thankful to have Judy DeFeo on the show today. And um, it's as a business owner, it's very obviously, well, I, I preface business owner, but realistically, 
everyone, every one of us, it's uncertain times right now. So we don't really know what to do. But uh, as far as cash flow goes, like I've always kind of known what the ebbs and flows of the business. And I knew exactly what I should be doing and preparing and whatnot. Um, but now it's just, we have a, a, we've kind of thrown in an uncertainty level in there. And so um, not knowing exactly what to do with cash flow, And then uh, you have some, some, some businesses that are getting cash thrown at them and you don't know what to do. Are you spending it properly? Are you, are you, you know, blowing that cash? Um, and then others, you're um, already tight with cash. So you don't know what to do, you know, prepared for the future. Uh, so I'm excited to talk to Judy today and learn more uh, about her and, and her business and, um, you know, share with you, the listeners or the watchers, uh, a little bit about cash flow and, and doing it the right way and, and what you should and shouldn't do whenever it comes to cash flow. But with that being said, uh, welcome to the show, Judy. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Tersh. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you have yeah. an extremely impressive resume. So uh, tell, us, tell us a little bit about you. So uh, we've been in business 15 years. Um, love, love, love working with small businesses. Uh, I will say that 15 years ago when I started my business, I didn't really understand what small business was because I um, worked for many years in the uh, corporate world. And so I thought a small business owner was you know, the retail shop or the electrician or the plumber. I didn't really understand how many businesses there were. And I didn't understand the struggles that they went through. And I, you know, was still very much in that corporate mind. So it took me a couple of years to really get it and understand um, it's very different than, than corporate and they have different concerns and uh, different issues on a daily basis. And so we get right into the weeds mm -hmm. with them, uh, you know, doing their bookkeeping, doing their accounting. And, um, you know, we've recently added on uh, what we'll call a virtual CFO. And I know that's a big buzzword now. Mm -hmm. um, we've been do and, and we've been doing that informally for a number of years. We've just kind of formalized into different kind of packages now. But to your point about cash flow, that's one of the things that we've always worked on with our, our clients and trying to get them to understand it because many times they look at their P&L and we go over that with them monthly. So we look at their P&L and they see a net number at the bottom and they may have a net income number of 100,000, 50,000, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And then they say, but I don't have that money in the bank. Yeah. I don't understand. So we go through a lot of training with them to understand the difference between what that income statement means versus what a what it means cash in the bank and it's two very different things so we walk them through that whole process but more importantly over the last few months um you know as you said people are getting money people got you know many people got a ppp loan they got the eidl loan mm -hmm. and some people really really needed it and others did not, mm -hmm. you know, they took it because it was available yeah. and they took it because there's so much uncertainty. So they may not have needed it the way months ago, but maybe they need it next month or maybe they need it now. So, so yeah. they, they took advantage of that. But how do we keep track on spending that? What are we doing? 
um, and how are we managing our cash in and cash out? I mean, this, you know, there's so, so much detail and so many different levels that we can look at when we talk about cash flow. So with that being said, if you did take it and you didn't need it, what's the best thing to do with it in the meantime? Mm. Obviously, so, end it. Yeah. yeah. So our clients, and we helped a lot of our clients uh, successfully get their loans. Mm-hmm. And um, we had them all set up a separate account. So they put that money in that account. Some of our clients needed it right away. Mm-hmm. You know, they needed it to make payroll because they weren't having the revenue and they didn't lay off or, you know, whatever reason. So we've managed it very carefully. If they have it in these separate account as we've asked them to, as payroll periods came around, we moved it from that account into their checking account and then paid the payroll. Some clients actually moved their payroll to be taken right out of that separate account also. Now, PPP was meant very specifically payroll, health insurance, and rent. Pretty much that's it. Um, But the EIDL, that's more varied. There's a lot more expenses that you can use that for. So we are just, we're tracking all of that right within uh, QuickBooks. You definitely didn't didn't want to put it in your common operating. No, we we want it separate because you're going to have to give an accounting of that. Now, say that, but they still are working on on the PPP, mm-hmm. if you have taken 150000 or less, there's a really good chance you won't have to send in any paperwork with that, yeah. which I hope, I pray and I hope because it's just, it's, it was a lot of work getting the loans and that's, it was such a distraction for us. It's not typically what we do. We don't, we're not loan officers. We don't typically do loan applications. It took so. a lot of, it made a distraction for even um, business owners in general, I remember like a two week period where like our business was still operating, but I, uh, so we had like a, um, kind of a slingshot effect where right when the COVID started, whenever everything started, um, the, we were booming, we were growing. And then, um, I remember like, I didn't need the PPP, but I applied for the loan, um, just because I was like, if, if they're going to forgive it, like I'm going to. You know, Absolutely. I'm and that was, anyway. a, that was our recommendation to our and, clients. And exactly. Just and so, but then I remember spending about two weeks where that was kind of my main focus. Mm-hmm. Then oh, yes. about six weeks later, maybe four weeks later, I, we had a dip in our business and I can directly correlate. Well, for those two weeks, I wasn't really working on my business there. Yeah. Um, I was working on getting that PPP loan <laughs> and so it distracted me. And then, so we had to re, you know, re reevaluate everything and get back in, into to the focus there. Yeah. And, um, that's, and, and thankfully ours was much less than $150,000. Um, it was good and bad because it was a catch 22 because last year we were extremely small. And then this year we were growing, you know, we were substantially larger at that same right. period. Um, but whenever we put our, our application in, it was for last year's numbers. Yeah. And so it was like, this is like less than a month's worth of, of payroll now. But and our coaches were like, track everything, track it all. And yes. then we, um, 
So we use ADP for our payroll services yeah. also. And I didn't know this, but they were tracking it also. And then so, yeah. the they, they came back and were like, here's a report you can run that tells you exactly how much you spent. And I was like, well, we created another checking account and did all this other stuff and have a spreadsheet and everything else. But um, I, was, I was thankful after the fact that they did do that, but we also did it ourselves. And now it looks, it's looking like it might get forgiven at all, all together. Exactly. I know. So we, we, and we did the same thing. And the problem that we ran into was that, you know, as you know, the, uh, the laws and the rules kept changing. Absolutely. So, you know, we set up and, and, and this was an issue with the payroll company. So while they were on top of it, they definitely were. ADP had their reports out, paychecks, you know, Gusto, all, all, all of them. But a lot of them were wrong because the second they put it out, they changed the law. So, you know, you could put health in. They know you had to take it out and put the uh, FICA in. know you had to take it out. So um, we, we actually have one of our clients who applied for it himself. He calculated it wrong and he got about $100,000 more than he should have. Oh, wow. And guess what? He's probably going to get the whole thing forgiven now. Oh, wow. He got that money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lucky guy. So, you know, good for him, I guess. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, th there were a lot of issues with the laws that kept changing. And we had created these very complex Excel spreadsheets for tracking the forgiveness of it and you know first it was 75 25 then it was 60 40 so we're, we're making all these changes and then I'm like wait just stop it because I'm starting to hear a little buzz that 150,000 or less may be forgiven and many of our clients are in that number some of them did get more mm -hmm. so we will still have but it's definitely has been simplified the yep. whole uh, calculation for the forgiveness has is a lot more simplified than it was yeah. when it and first our, came our, out. We had friends of ours that um, their businesses were they were like pretty much in flow. They were growing like ten percent over last yeah. year or something like that. Yeah. And so they were like, "Well, can I spend my money on this? And can I spend my money on that?" I was like, "I cannot give you any advice because yeah. ours is going to be a hundred percent for payroll." And right about a month and it's not yeah. going to last much longer than that so yeah. we're just going to use it for payroll and it's going to be a little bonus and so right. what would you say so here's my take on it tell me if this is good or bad um you can't use ppp for other expenses other than payroll mm -hmm. but you can use ppp for payroll and what you were going to use for payroll you can use for other expenses you got it. <laughs> so that's basically, I mean, we didn't do that, but we were, we were, we, well, exactly. we spent a little bit on marketing. We spent a little bit on hiring more people. Yeah. So like hiring ads and that type yeah. of thing. Um, and, and so we spent some of that money that we would have spent on payroll on those. Exactly. And, and it's, so as long as you can show that you spent it on payroll, then yes, that leaves you extra money for other expenses. And now that they extended it out to 24 weeks, it gives you even more time to spend that, that money that you receive. Because there were a lot of businesses who were not going to spend mm -hmm. it in eight weeks because their staff, uh, you know, that they, they weren't working. Yeah. 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 That's, that's true. You know, and that was with us being an air conditioning company coming right into the summer. It was you are working <laughs> and, and, and so absolutely we, we, 
we were we had so much overtime whenever people when we got the check for yeah. PPP, we had so much overtime coming in uh yeah. out that the guys i mean we just blew through that money so fast yeah air conditioning is is, is non-negotiable <laughs> if that goes out you call right away to get that fixed absolutely that is non-negotiable i i would sooner sit without heat than without air conditioning <laughs> well here in in south georgia uh it's very much it's very common for people yeah. to say we'll just wait till spring to get our, our heater our air conditioner right fixed. we'll just bundle up or get a space heater and yeah so, so what would you say about cash flow in general if you um if you did get the ebil and mm-hmm. then you you don't really need it right now so like with us we have you know it's air conditioned still mm-hmm. going we're getting a lot of clients we're staying busy uh so we don't really need it um and and also like we also we price our jobs properly we we're we're watching our numbers we know our overhead expenses versus you know income versus outgoing yeah. um, and so our numbers are good we know we're going to make money um but we can't use it to venture off into another you know, another space or another territory. Um, what do we do with that money that's sitting there? Yeah. So to your point, what you said a few moments ago, if you're spending money on other items, mm-hmm. that leaves you extra money to do something else if you wanted to venture out. As long as but, we track that. Well, you've got to be able to say that, let's say you've got 100000 in EIDL. You've got to be able to show that you know what you have spent it on so if you don't have let's say in year one because you will have to give annual reports to the sba so let's say in year one you said you spent ten thousand you need to show that you actually had ten thousand in expenses not capital expenditures expenses and once you're done with your ppp money then the eidl can be used for payroll so there you go so you could so, take and um, just use your EDIL for payroll for the next 10 years? If that's what you Potentially, yeah. You know. If it lasted out that long? If it lasts that long and if they don't come out with other policies, they're, they're changing policy midstream. So, right. <laughs> you know, like typically you get a loan and these are your terms and they don't change. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to be following those. Right. <laughs> policy now but it's terrifying at the same time one time i heard one percent and then like obviously when i when i think i signed for it i think it was like three percent or three point so one percent was the ppp if it wasn't forgiven it would be one percent the eidl is 3.75 okay um and still you know very good you know if it's difficult to where you're going to get a loan for that so if you so need you it, take, you could, what if you have a van that's at 8%, can you, can you pay you off? You can't pay money? off old debt. Okay. You can pay the interest on it. Okay. But not old debt. So you can't say, oh, I'm going to put that whole 10,000 uh, or, you know, pay off the remainder of that loan. You can't do that. Mm, good to know. Yeah. Um, but you're allowed to pay. Uh, I don't know how it's specifically worded. I don't recall, but it was. Uh, you're allowed to pay your um, your monthly expenses if it's being hindered by anything with with the virus or or the pandemic. Uh, Correct. 
so could you pay your monthly truck payments or your notes? I believe you can. I, be, I believe you can. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can pay the can't monthly. Pay the no, big, you big just can't. Pay. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. It, it's to keep you in business the way you were prior. It's yeah. not for growth. Gotcha. Totally. Yeah. And, and it's, and there's obviously going to be some people out there who are eager to, okay, let's get debt free or let's consolidate all of our bills. And I guess it's the government's way of saying, we want you to spend money, but we want, we want you to keep spending money, you know, over a period of yeah. time. Yeah. You know, it, it was a really good bill that they came out with, with, with good intentions in that uh, both the EIDL and the PPP and all the other things that were in the CARES Act were meant to keep people employed and keep employers in business. So it really was meant for both sides. Mm -hmm. um, but there are, you know, especially with the EIDL, there are some specific um, terms in there. And if you have a loan, you know, an existing loan with a bank, you need to talk to that banker and make sure that there's not, you know, any kind of conflict because there was some, there was some fine print in there. Do you recall that? Yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, is there a chance that a certain percentage of the EDIL might get forgiven? No, no it's a loan. It's going to be a hundred percent loan. hundred percent alone. Okay. Yeah. So we have a few clients who they initially took it and, or, or, or uh, they thought they were going to take it and then they decided not to take it. And we have um, actually just yesterday, um, a colleague of mine had uh, let me know that she had taken it and she was returning it. She had returned it yesterday. Is there a, is, so yeah. is there a penalty if you return it's not it? Not a penalty, but she had to pay the interest from the time she took it until, okay. until now. It wasn't a large amount of money, but she did have to pay whatever that interest accrued so what at. Would be the benefit of, I mean, why would you do that? I mean, because it's such a low interest that you would, I mean, you could sit on that for a minute. She she could have. Um, she took it, you know, thinking that uh, her clients were going under and she wasn't going to have a business. And I think yeah. she just panicked. Yeah. Uh, so it was really, she took it just as a cushion. And then I guess. And we were all in hysteria for a while. Yeah. It's, 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 exactly. And so it's like, if you'll give it to me, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, plus she just landed a very big client. So she's like, I don't think I need that money anymore. <laughs> Even better, yes. Even better, right. So uh, Ed, he's we're on live on Facebook, and um, Ed was asking um, that they, he said they did not apply for the loan. Can they can they apply still, or is it too late? Um, the, the PPP, PPP closed, yeah. and I believe the EIDL closed as well. But they are coming out with some new. There will there will be some new loans available. There's also Main Street Lending, which we haven't got involved in um, oh, no. as of yet. So there are some things, and I would uh, recommend anybody to go to their state as well, because some of the individual states have grants. We have a few clients around the country who've done that. Oh, cool. And the, yeah, like, uh, They're not as much, but you know, they've got a few thousand in, in grant money from their states. So with the Main Street loan, um, I know you said you haven't gotten into it very much. Yeah. The uh, I have a friend of mine that's in in one of our coaching groups that he's he loves it and he's talking a lot about it. But one of the things that he's mentioned is that he can um, he can absorb all of his other loans mm -hmm. into it. So, um, but it's 
it's different because it has like a five-year balloon payment or something like that. It's, yeah, there, there are specific terms. You, that, that's why I was saying you have to talk to your banker about yeah. it and make sure that there's no conflict because there was some fine print in the um, final terms of the SBA, and that's why some people did not wind up taking it. I think they got nervous. And there was a personal guarantee as well, which initially there wasn't supposed to be. And that's with the EIL? The EIDL, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, nobody should be returning PPP money. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's your free money back. <laughs> right, exactly. For once, we exactly. get something for free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and then you just, you know, you just want to manage it well. And, you know, you don't want to be foolish. Um, we don't know what the ramifications are going to be. We don't know how detailed they're going to look at how we're spending it. I mean, obviously, they're looking to forgive 150000 and less on the PPP. Why? Because they can't handle they can't handle the influx of paperwork and checking that. It was so hard for them to just get all the loans out. It's going to be triple the difficulty trying to go through that audit on every loan app that comes back. They just don't have the capacity and the resources. So basically what I'm hearing from you is that um, we don't need to go buy a new Cadillac Escalade with the money. That's probably a bad idea. That is a really bad idea. <laughs> a really bad idea. And don't pay off old loans. So yeah, uh, it's, to, it's just, you know, if you just keep in mind that it's meant to keep you in business on the path that you were. It was not a loan to go grow and expand your business. It's meant to keep people in business. So what if we were on a bad path? It wasn't meant to take you out of that bad path. If you got into the bad path because of COVID, uh -huh. then it was meant to remedy that. Yeah. But if your business was sinking before COVID, it was not, that was not meant as your bailout. Gotcha. So it's not a it's not a bailout, the government bailout for you. It's not a government bailout for that. Now, could somehow it be maneuvered to help you? Sure. You know, it's it's all it's all in the planning. Um, but you know, there might be other planning things that you can do to to get you out of the hole that you were sinking into. You so know, last the, thing, last question I'm gonna ask you. We talked a little bit about this before we went live. And that is um, this past weekend, they announced that they were going to do, a, you know, hold off on or defer uh, employee, not employer, correct, right. employee. Mm -hmm. um, both. Oh, both. So both, both yeah. payroll taxes mm -hmm. are going to be deferred. Correct. Um, it, yes or no. And then what happens if, so I, I've read that Trump said if he gets reelected, he's going to push to get it completely go to, to be dissolved, forgiven. Um, is this a huge, massive gamble? Like should, uh, if we don't, if we don't, uh, if we pay it all in, mm -hmm. and he does away with it, we don't get that money back. Right. But then if we don't pay it in and then he does away with it, then we get yeah. that. Keep so, it. so, yeah. Um, I like your word gamble. So <laughs> when you talk about deferring employee payroll, that is a huge gamble and that is really scary. Yeah. Because what if our employees, you know, leave? Whose responsibility is it to get that money back? As an employer, 
Um, we have a few clients who chose already to defer what they were able to defer um, based on the CARES Act, um, some payroll tax. But we only did that for and, and recommended for a few clients who I knew their business is not affected by COVID at all. They have lots of money. I'm not worried about them taking off somewhere and not being able to pay it back. You know, they have a nice cushion. So if we can defer it, why not defer it? Yeah. You know? So if, use that if money it, elsewhere. But anybody else who, you know, they're living, you know, if we're managing anybody's cash very tightly, yeah. we are not deferring that payroll taxes because we're going to get in trouble later on. It has to be paid back. It's not free money. It's a deferral. Right, right, right. So if they are deferring though, is it your recommendation that they put that money into an account, like just a separate account and just sit it there and hold it or? It depends on how much it is. I mean, the, the payroll tax deferral, I mean, unless you have a huge, huge payroll, it's not, it's not a lot. So if you want to put it somewhere and earn, what, what are you going to earn? A percentage? <laughs> Maybe right. 1.5 if you could find right, someplace. Right. You can. You know, you'd have to go through opening up an account. Unless you have a savings account, you know, you could push it there. But some people are just not paying it. You know, we, we just deferred it. But not for many. We only did it for a the few. The problem is, is that it's a small amount each week, relatively. Hmm? But then if, at the end of the year, that's going to be a massive bill. It's going to. Exactly. So it's going to be a big nut. Um, are the payroll companies going to be accurately recording that and tracking that. Um, I hope so, but what if they don't and, and that's wrong? Who's, who's liable? Is it going to be the payroll company? Is it going to be the employee? Is it going to be us? You know? Right. Uh, so, you know? I mean, with us paying, because we pay an additional fee to a payroll company like ADP or Paychex. Or yeah. um, I feel like by me paying some of that mm -hmm. fee, I, um, I pass the buck along to them. It should be. True or no? Read your fine print, though. You know? <laughs> of Read course. Your fine print. And it's still, you're the one getting the letter from the government, you know, whether it's state or the IRS that you owe payroll taxes. It's, it's still, you know, getting back to distractions. That's a distraction to your day when you get a notice that you have to take care of. And it's more aggravation when you know that you had nothing to do with this, but you have to correct it. That's we just don't a, want to deal with those things. It just takes us away from what we do every day. That's. I feel like that's more of more than a day's worth of distraction. If I get that letter, I'm, oh. I'm shot for a month. Probably. Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. Every time I get something in the mail and I see it comes from the IRS, which isn't often, but every time I do, I, I get these knots in my stomach oh. before I open it because what is it going to be? <laughs> you know? And usually it's nothing. You know, I got some weird letter the other day. Um, but you know, Oh yeah. I always, I always get it. nervous. What is it? <laughs> I got something a, a couple of weeks ago and it was about, it was just like, we're just letting you know that, you know, the um, employee uh, unemployment, something or another, just a, a random letter that they right. send every business. Yeah. As soon as I seen it, I was like, Oh geez. Right. An audit of some right. I see the envelope and that's what I think. Oh no, there's an audit. <laughs> yeah. the insurance audit is the worst right, right now. And so I couldn't imagine yeah. that audit. Yeah. So. And in your industry. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, you're very welcome. People reach out to learn more about you because we didn't really talk a whole lot about all the services that you offer. Can you run through that one more time? Everything sure. So, so we provide, uh, we work with small businesses in a number of different industries. We provide bookkeeping, accounting, and CFO services. Uh, you know, we talked a bit about cash flow. We do a lot of cash flow projections where we show our clients, uh, you know, if then scenarios. So, you know, just as a quick example, uh, if you have customers that pay you in 60 days, what does your cash flow look like if we could get them to pay you in 30 days or better yet 15 days or, you know, or, or on the spot? And uh, conversely with your vendors, if you have vendors that you just pay the bills as they come in, what, yeah. is, what does that do to your cash? And what would it mean if we can push that out a little bit and pay the vendor 15 days or, or 30 days? So we do different types of scenarios, which now when everybody's watching their cash is... is very, very important. Um, we work with all cloud technology. Uh, QuickBooks Online is our is our hub. We have lots of other applications we work with that integrate with QuickBooks, so that our clients have a complete solution. Cool. Um, what's so, the What's the yeah. best way for somebody to find you and, and reach out to you? I would say go to my website. That's uh, www.jaddef s.com okay. and there's contact information on there we're actually in the process of redoing our website so if you look now it's going to look very different in a few weeks from now All so right. we're super excited about that cool deal thank yeah. you again judy for coming on the show thank you thanks for having me have a great day absolutely you too okay bye